Hello and welcome to our podcast, Boozy Books and Movies, where my wife and I are going to get really drunk and talk about books and then how they compare to their movie or TV show counterparts. Welcome back to Boozy Books and Movies. My name is Melina. And my name is Colton. Today we're going to talk about episode 8 of The Outsider Show from HBO. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about last week. It was the 4th of July. Things were going on and had to miss a week. Yeah. Also, we were going to record on the 4th of July and then our neighbors uh, yeah. kept shooting off fireworks. That was still like 1 or 2 a.m. So Yep, all night. There was no way we were going to be able to record without you hearing fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I forgot about that. All right. So yeah, this week we're... Continuing on with episode eight, but first I have a drink here. Um, it's in a nice little glass. If you want to take a look at it, you can go onto our Instagram page at Boozy Books and Movies. Um, so my drink is orange. Yours is like a maroon, maybe. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really sure there, but I'll do a sniff test. Okay, very uh, fruity, maybe like a you know like a grapefruit Ooh. or an orange or, or something like that. What I'm kind of getting. Take a little sippy sip. Ooh. Let me try yours. Because oh, we have man. different, we, we each have a different drink. They're made out of very similar things, but oh, that one's pretty good. Yeah. I might like your better than mine, actually. That's some good shit. It is. This might become a staple drink. That's uh-huh. good. Yeah, I just keep going back to like mango, peach, some sort of orange. I don't know. what What is it? So, there is a mango white claw. Oh, no way. And yours. Also some vodka. Mm -hmm. And, give me one second. I forgot what fruits were in the... So, I use this organic daybreak blend frozen fruit mix from Costco for yours. It has peaches, mango, strawberry, and pineapple. So, you actually got pretty good. Mine. So, yours has a mango white claw vodka and then this fruit mix. And mine has... A black cherry white claw. Oh, okay. I thought yours was like raspberry. And this three berry blend, which includes raspberries, blueberries, and blackberries. Little alcoholic smoothies. They are, and they're pretty good. Hell yeah. All right, episode eight. It is titled Foxhead. Oh. I'll read the description yep. there, bud. Okay, yes. So season one, episode eight, Foxhead, directed by J.D. Dillard. Different person, like usual. Oh, yeah. Sensing something ominous afoot, Claude reconnects with his brother, Seal, in Tennessee, while Holly Ralph... Eunice and Andy follow him in hopes of isolating the evil force thwarting its next and, th- and thwarting its next kill. Meanwhile, a family is visiting a local cave festival, narrowly avoids a dangerous encounter. Alright, let's get into it. So the episode starts off and I was really confused at what was going on, but Jack <laughs> is like huddled behind a vehicle. Yeah. And it turns out it's in his apartment's like parking or mm-hmm. uh, park complex no the parking par- lot parking lot fuck i had a brain seizure <laughs> you forgot what a parking lot is <laughs> i'm toast <laughs> oh my god i mean you did down like three quarters of that smoothie in under a minute <laughs> it's good stuff jack is in his parking lot for his house but obviously the police are after him because um of some shit right so the police are staking out his house Right. So, what does Jack do? He calls the police and reports a fake crime or something, mm-hmm. and that's nearby. And so, the police that are staking out his house are forced um, to go check out what 
else is going on. Because he said right. somebody was shot. Mm-hmm. So, right. obviously, the closest police officers are the ones are, that are going to have to mm-hmm. go check out the crime scene. Correct. And so, as soon as he's done with his phone call, he takes the battery out and of his phone so they can't track him or whatever. Right. And then he goes to his house because the police left. And he, I don't know, kind of breaks into his own house. Or does he have a key? Yeah, I don't think they I don't changed think they the locks, locks Yeah, anything. so he just gets in his house. He packs up some stuff. Um, and then he grabs his keys for his vehicle. Mm-hmm. And uh, he puts stuff in his vehicle. He grabs a walkie-talkie from the glove box, and he turns it on. Like and a then police he leaves. scanner. Yeah, right. Yeah, I guess walkie-talkie is a bad boy. I, <laughs> at first, I thought it was a walkie-talkie, so that's why I typed it. It looks like one, but yeah. It was like a police scanner, yes. yeah. And the creepy credit music rolls or whatever, and then oh, the yeah. starts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now we're, uh, we're back to Claude. Mm-hmm. And we just see him walking past like a tiger claw cave sign. Mm-hmm. And it's like a lot of people are running around. And I think they're just Looks getting like there's ready. There's a lot of construction going on. Yeah, like mm-hmm. they're getting ready for something. Almost like a carnival or a festival or something maybe. Mm-hmm. And they are, there's like loggers there and they're cutting down trees and stuff. But it turns out that Claude uh, is going to see his brother, which we just had mentioned. What is his name? I Seal. Seal. And his brother's working and stuff. And so they talk for a little bit and whatnot but yeah i think what they are working on at this location is the cave festival that happens later yes okay yeah um so now we go to holly and she's talking to the whole group so you know like ralph Jeannie, Howie, Alex, yes. whatever, all, all the, the crew. And Holly's talking to him. And so now she's like, all right, so where the hell is Claude? You know, yeah. what, what's Claude doing now? And they say he's in Tennessee, Chattanooga, which is different because in the book, uh, he went to see his mother in, in Texas. Texas. And this is nowhere near. And the Marysville hole was like the cave that they mm-hmm. were going. And this is just, I mean, this does, this is This a, is the tiger claw cave. Yes. This is a very big like system of caves as we find out in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's not deserted like no. in the book. No, it is not. This it's is a, still a very open tourist attraction. Mm-hmm. Like. Yep. That has a big festival every year. Yep. In the book, they had the cave collapse in, and so they can't. They've closed the whole cave system for a long time. But, right. But in the show, it's like a big tourist attraction. Pretty sad when your some of your biggest tourist attractions are caves. But that's just okay. me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've never been any caves. I have. You have. Mm-hmm. I know. In Tennessee. Yeah. My, oh, probably well, this one. <laughs> my family went to like my parents and sister went. Mm. Like they took a vacation without me. Like my freshman year of high school and. <laughs> it was because I was in a math class that started before, so oh, I couldn't, like, yeah. skip the, like, eighth. And, oh, no, I was in eighth grade mm-hmm. because it was my, that eighth grade math class we could go and take at the high school. Mm-hmm. But that started earlier, so mm-hmm. I couldn't go on this vacation. And That's super sad. Yeah, so they did go to, a, like, a Merrimack <laughs> Caverns or whatever. Uh-huh. But, yeah, no, I have not, I've never been in a cave before. I don't know if I'd like it, to be honest, especially after. Which is cold, wet, and damp. Especially after this book. Especially after this book and like tv show about the caves and the gross and scary things that happen down there mm-hmm. kind of probably not gonna be my thing <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> they're just like cold wet and damp and there's yeah. nothing going on it's just nothing to see like no, I, yeah i'm like eh. <clears throat> it's cool okay <laughs> so holly says that she wants to go to claude and isolate him and make sure that she is a witness to his whereabouts when the killing start that the outsider conducts mm-hmm. because the outsider is transforming into claude we we now know 
and everyone is like volunteering to go with her because they don't want Holly to go by herself. So everybody but Howie and Alec both say that, like they have work. Um, right. So what? Yoon. Well, Holly, fir- the first person oh. to step up is Andy. Andy. Oh, good yeah. old Andy. He's like, I'll go with you, baby. Yeah. He's <laughs> kind of creepily infatuated with her. I think. Yes. Like, She's obviously they, not that interested in him. They just met. <laughs> right. Like, they just met. And they slept together once. Yes. And that's kind of it. And, and he's, like, like, traveled great distances to be with her, willing yeah. to go to Tennessee with her. You know, I don't know. He's just, like, picked up his whole life, and yep. it's just to stalk her around the country? I don't yeah. know. Kind of weird. For a They character... definitely aren't making it out to seem like he's being creepy. Like, they're definitely trying to make him seem like a good guy, but I don't know. For a character that wasn't even in the book, he yeah. He plays a huge role Huge role. Show. Yeah. So, I don't know. Not I don't know how either. I feel about Andy. <laughs> We haven't seen the back of his neck yet, so we don't know if he has. That's true, I suppose. He's always in like high collared like shirts. I feel oh like. shit! Okay, I all know. right, we're getting we're getting some theory shit going, conspiracy yeah. type shit. What are we doing? Because I found him kind of creepy. Like yeah. he's they're purposely trying to portray him as not creepy, but when you start to think about all the mm-hmm. things he's done, mm-hmm. kind of creepy. <laughs> so yeah, so maybe it's the yeah, big shock. So of he the agrees end. to go. Yeah, so he goes, and then Yoon steps Yoon. up, and and then Alec. He he starts talking, but he's like, ah, I, got, I gotta work. I can't go. Yeah, he's you know? like, I would love to see this case through, but yeah. I I have too much work right yeah. now. And then the big surprise is that Ralph says that he wants to yeah. go because oh, everyone. Oh, Jeannie was... was in the room too. Yeah, Jeannie. But... I said she Jeannie was okay, in the room, I but didn't... she's she's not going. No, she's not. She's staying behind. Right. She didn't well, she's got work too. Like she can't just up and leave. Later on, she says, you know, like, Ralph, you didn't have to volunteer to go just to appease me. Right. Like, well, Ralph's still, like, out of work, too, isn't he? Yeah. He still hasn't gone back to right. being a detective But yet. But the point is, is that Jeannie, she, if you remember last episode... <laughs> if you remember last episode, Jeannie was pissed at Ralph for not believing mm-hmm. in all this. You know, th- th- she was like, this is obviously something this going like on. like the He's day before, too. Right. And so, you know, Jeannie is thinking that Ralph is only going to appease her or to make, make her happy. To make it look and, like, yeah, that right. he's, he's starting to believe. And... and the fact that he's going, even though he doesn't believe in the outsider, Jeannie thinks it's dangerous because he's not yeah. taking this seriously, and so he's going to get hurt. And she said, yo, I can't lose you, too. I already lost a son. Yeah. Like, I can't be alone. This shit, you know, don't... Right. <laughs> you gotta believe in this. Like, you know. Holly, yeah, Holly says something a little bit later to Ralph on the drive, like, the, along the same exact line, too. Right. But Holly's end goal is she wants to keep the pressure on the outsider, and everyone's like, oh, okay, so so maybe the outsider messes up, shows its hand, and, and whatnot, so they can maybe figure out, you know, what it is, who it is, whatever. And, mm-hmm. and then Holly says that she thinks it's weak right now because it's still in transformation, or it's almost in transformation, and once it eats a kid, maybe it'll be a little stronger. But, but right now, right. she thinks this is the perfect time to pounce. Mm-hmm. So we flash back to Claude and his brother... He's, what is his name? Seal. Seal. Uh, I don't I mean, I don't They never, they said his name once. I don't they know. Did. I don't know. <laughs> the rest of the time, it's just like my brother. Right. Like, is yeah. how he's referred to. Right. Uh, but Claude and Seal are having a beer in the back of a truck on a work site. So it's like, all right, Seal, you're, you're supposed to be working, right? Like, yeah. why are you having a beer with your brother? But whatever. We don't talk about that. Uh, what's, what's the agency called that uh, cracks down on, on safe work? Uh, OSHA. Beer? OSHA. Uh, OSHA violations are coming. (laughs) (laughs) 
So Claude and his brother are talking about how Claude decided to leave the peach crease, how he quit his job. Oh, his brother goes, so you decided to leave the ass crack? And he goes, no, the peach crease. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Claude was saying that if he felt like if he didn't leave that place, that something really bad would happen. Mm-hmm. And then he got, he went on to say some, you know, along the li- some things along the lines of he feels like someone is in his apartment with him, watching him. That he, you know, he's just getting really paranoid and he's mm-hmm. double and tripling, uh, dri- double and triple checking the locks and everything. He's just super paranoid. And so we know at this point that the outsider is kind of lashed onto Claude, but right. we d- but Claude has no idea he's what the no fuck's idea going, what's on. going on. He just thinks he's becoming mm-hmm. paranoid for yeah. some reason. Yeah, he's just paranoid for no reason, essentially, is what he thinks. Right. Holly... Uh, so they're all oh so they're all getting ready to to go uh, leave for their trip. I think is this like bright and early in the morning? Yes, maybe. Um, but Holly goes to Ralph and says that she wants to ride with him. Yeah. Um, and then Yoon offers to drive with Andy. This is weird. Like one, why are they taking two vehicles? When there's only four people going. And, like, both of the vehicles have back seats. Like, right. They could have all driven together. Right. But okay. And so, and also, why wouldn't Andy and Holly go together and Yoon and Ralph go together? I mean, Yoon right. and Ralph know each other for from They're a long friends, time. and yeah. And Andy's obviously obsessed with Holly, you know. Right. It's just kind of weird how that yes. naturally came I to be. I think Holly wanted to talk to Ralph. Right. About, you know, yeah. I don't think this is a good idea to come if you don't really believe in this so i think she wanted to kind of get ralph alone to talk to him about that oh kind of like that conversation they had in the motel room before they went to the marysville hole in the book right but book book wise holly went to ralph's room and talked to him about this exactly i think in the show it's more of a a, on the drive there okay that makes sense i was also wondering i was like well they took a plane in the book but in the show they're taking a car but it's a lot closer i think that's part of the reason why they changed locations because it was like oklahoma to texas right and instead it's georgia to tennessee which is much much closer right yes Okay, so that makes sense. I I didn't connect the dots on the mm-hmm. motel versus the car ride, but that right. makes a lot of sense out of this conversation. Okay, gotcha. Cool, cool. Um, before they leave, Howie asks Ralph if uh, he can have a little private conversation with him, and Ralph says yes or whatever. Uh, Howie says, "Are you out of your fucking mind?" <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> he uh, then goes on to tell him that Marcy is getting sue happy and she wants to sue everybody in town, and right. how you know pretty much. Essentially, uh, everything is relying on Ralph to vindicate Terry. Right. I think Howie was basically saying that she's not suing you yet, but because she oh, still yeah. has hope that you're going to clear Terry's name. Because, you you kind of need to clear his name, otherwise you're getting fucked. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And I mean, I understand why she doesn't want to sue him because, I mean, fuck, if I was getting sued by someone, I wasn't going to turn around and trying to continue to help that. You know what I yeah, mean? I guess that's true. So, yeah, I can see why. Yeah. So, so yeah, Ralph is like... Or Howie, Howie says, you know, he's like, hey, just so you know, Marcy's going to be fucking good and so happy. You need to figure some shit out. <laughs> you know, right. I don't know. So now we switch over to Jack. He's listening to the police scanner and he mm-hmm. hears uh, the police literally describe. Lissa's description. Jack's description, the vehicle car, he's driving, yep. the what he did, how he, they were essentially looking for him, and what they say. He's armed and dangerous, he, you know, shot, oh, shot at an unarmed civilian. And, right. Yeah. Because in the last episode, or maybe, I don't even know if it was the last episode, uh, maybe the one before. Maybe the one before where he shot Holly at the gas station, or shot at Holly. Shot at Holly at the gas Didn't station. Didn't shoot right. her. And so that's what they're, they 
they say they're looking for him for, you know, is right. that he's armed, dangerous, shooting at people, like, right. <laughs> they need to find him. But literally, they say, this is what he's wearing, and this is what he looks like, and this is the vehicle yep. he's driving. And so Jack is like, shit, we need to change vehicles. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, you know. The gross part doesn't happen quite yet. We switch mm. back to them. Nope. So Ralph and Holly are talking in the car, and we've already kind of talked about this, but um, right. Ralph says that uh, he just found out that Jack broke into his own uh, apartment and stole his car back. And then Holly, I think, kind of asks him some questions about Jack and maybe some things I missed that you could fill in here. But essentially, I think Ralph says that Jack really, really wanted to be like a sniper in the army, but... Oh. He, um, and, you know, he got through the physical and he made it through the first psych evaluation, but he couldn't pass the second psych evaluation or right. something, right? So his lifelong dream was to become oh, this sniper. Like a Marine, some yeah. hard, hard ass fucking sniper. Right. Really. Yeah. Okay. And so, but yeah, he failed a psych evaluation. So mm-hmm. he ended up working like, they say, was it a Walmart? I can't remember what I they said. Know. But it was some like minimum wage piddly ass job is what he ended up like working at because mm-hmm. he, he didn't know what to do with his life because mm-hmm. his entire g- dream had just been crushed mm-hmm. so yeah and then eventually he must have gotten on a police force i don't right. know how he it's way less strenuous yeah to get I, in, I would assume yeah as you know military is a lot more intense but yeah so that that was like a little bit extra background on jack and yeah what was going on. so holly and ralph are still talking and ralph said <laughs> really ralph says that if he were to believe in el cuco or whatever its name is uh ralph wants to know what what does it want and so holly goes into like a long explanation but essentially it's you know it comes down to perpetuating its own existence and how it doesn't care about human laws and nature and everything it's not a criminal it's not even human it just wants to survive eat right have Com, you know, complete it gets its, its urges. own species. Right, essentially. And so that's gives something Ralph to kind of ponder. Right. Flip back to Claude and his brother, and they arrive at Seal. Seal's house. Which was actually their parents' house. Oh, okay. He inherited it. And so their parents are passed away at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, we don't get to see Lovey Golden. Yes. And then, yeah. Sad. Sadness. No Lovey. Claude had said something about the house, and he was like, you haven't changed much, have you? He's like, no, there's a new recliner over there. <laughs> and then they said, Seal said something about, oh, it's, well, it's your house, too. So it must be actually half mm. Seals and half Claude's. Right, probably so. probably just split it down the middle. You know, when right. he passed away, it just was inherited by half Yeah, half. and Claude just probably just didn't care. care. Yeah, because yeah. he had a whole life, you know, in right. Georgia, essentially. You know, he had his job there and stuff. Right. So they arrive at the house, and uh, yeah, just like you said, nothing's changed really since the last time he had been there. Now we go back to Yoon and Andy, and they're talking, and Andy says that he doesn't necessarily believe in El Cuco, but he believes in Holly, and that's all that matters. Yeah. yeah more creepiness <laughs> <laughs> yep yoon says something along the lines of how holly is a very unique person um and then he just kind of fucks with andy a little bit yeah he says like oh the, the her best trait is when she like looks deep into your eyes and makes you like do something and <laughs> it was just yeah andy was like he had him going and then yeah he was like i'm just fucking with you <laughs> holly and ralph are back um and the, the we're back to holly and holly and ralph in their vehicle <laughs> and holly is asking asking Ralph why Ralph is even coming to help with this trip if right. he doesn't believe in it. And Ralph says that he's just looking um, for answers, essentially. He says that when a homicide gets under a detective's skin, they will resort to something so desperate or crazy. But 
uh, after, you know, they get to their conclusion or unconclusion, um, they won't tell anyone because they don't want to get laughed out of the squad or the force because of how crazy or desperate they their theory became. Right. And so I think that's kind of where he's at is at this point. He's like, all right, I'm willing to try anything just to figure this out. Right. Know, uh, even if it doesn't make any sense. Um, <clears throat> and then we get into a little uh, emotional sequence. Uh, when Holly says that Ralph says, is the only like person she feels like connected with her. Holly says that she feels more grounded with Mm. Ralph than anyone else. Yeah, poor Andy. (laughs) Poor Andy Bear. Andy's so so fucked. (laughs) Holly says that Ralph questions everything she says, though, which is annoying. Yeah. Or whatever. So we both pull back to uh, Claude and his brother, and they're talking on the porch or whatever, and then a truck pulls up. But his brother goes to talk to the person that's in the truck, um, which is kind of suspicious and weird because Claude isn't invited to this conversation. Yeah. Um, So Claude says, I'm going to go to Burger King. And so we see him (laughs) driving, and then all of a sudden he gets pulled over by a police officer and arrested and and arrested yeah the officer says that there's been a complaint and he needs to go to the station and then um once he's at the station he's like in bars he has no idea what's going on he says i i at least need one phone call and so he i'm assuming he calls his brother because then his brother shows up right shows up starts harassing the police officers to let him out which i mean for good reason because it's like they haven't even told him right why he's been arrested but before his brother gets there claude's like making friends talking oh, yeah. to the cops being buddy buddy with the he's like making friends with the police I mean, he officers knows he hasn't done anything wrong so he right. i mean right he knows they can't hold him there forever right and so yeah they're he's you know making buddies with them talking to him and everything and then his brother barges in super angry which we kind of find out that his brother has like anger management issues and yes he's been, uh, been going to like classes and stuff about yeah. it. So, so he comes in super pissed, yelling and screaming, and eventually he ends up getting tased. <laughs> yeah, he kind of like got really close to one of the officers, and the other one tased him from behind. Right. So we flop back to Holly and Ralph, and Holly is t- saying how she um, really didn't know anything about Ralph's son and how he passed away and everything. And so Ralph talks about um, some crazy s- stuff that kind of yeah, happened. Yeah. So like the day that his son was born mm-hmm. he had okay so the day that his mom died 15 years prior mm-hmm. he had played this one song for her and on a record player on a record player like this one very specific song that i sounds like was i i don't know, I what, don't it know what it was so either. not popular right and so he heard that like on his way home like driving to pick up some stuff for genie and the baby so yeah so essentially the day that his mother died even though he knew she he was dead or even though ralph knew that his mother was dead he still played the song for her which was really creepy and well, then he she called had asked to for him to play that song and then by the time he had found the record she had died right and so he still played it for her and then he called his dad yeah <laughs> and then you know obviously the police came and picked her up and, everything. and then he hadn't heard that song for 15 years right that was the important part is that he heard it when his mother died then didn't hear it for 15 years like ever not in the right because it's so it's an obscure song no right. one no one cares about didn't hear it for 15 years and then on the night that his son was born he was thinking at that moment that he wished that she was alive to see her grandchild and yeah. then the song came on on the radio super you know kind of yeah supernatural kind of idea is what yeah. he's kind of well, thinking yeah ralph thinks it's it's crazy yeah his mom looking down and playing this song in the radio and he's like so pretty pretty neat huh or so he has to went to holly and said what so what do you think about that and she goes it's a coincidence <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Right. And it's just like, there's nothing weird or supernatural going on here at all. Right. And then Ralph says that it was one hell of an anecdote, though, and they both laughed. And yep. they were chuckling. Cute little story. Okay, I think we're running along, so we're going to cut it off here. So we will finish up episode eight next week. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Thanks for listening, and you can find us on Instagram under Boozy Books and Movies. That is all spelled out, no spaces. Our Twitter is at Boozy Book Movie. Our email is boozybooksandmovies at gmail.com. And our PayPal uses that email also if you'd like to donate to us. Thanks so much, and don't forget to listen every Monday.